go in five, four, three, two, one, go. Powered from the Perdomo Scar Studios on the Black Stage in Indian Trail, North Carolina, and broadcasting from Massachusetts, it's episode two of Spare Notes. Tonight, we have a potpourri of topics as we, me and Matt talk about just a bunch of random things. Hmm. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. That was that was done on a wing, by the way. That was really good. That's that's about. I think that's I just, probably as good as you could have done it. Considering <laughs> I, I didn't, I, I normally I do have it scripted, so I just kind of wing that is what I did. Yeah, no, you did a good job. That was really good. Yep. I like that. Yep. I just figured yep. I'd include you too. I mean, you know, it's. Uh, I, want go, you, yeah. I want you. I want yeah. you to do an intro. Uh, can I do yeah. the closing? Can I do? Can I do the closing? Annals of history. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, okay. absolutely. Okay. 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 okay Anything for you, Coop. All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being with us tonight as we start off episode two of the new Spare Notes series between myself and William Cooper. Yep. Um, we have uh, a bunch of things to talk about. Is it a potpourri of topics is what you said? Potpourri. But I just realized something. This is not powered from the Perdomo Cigar Studios. It's powered from, and you're in Massachusetts. I had a, that's why I paused for a second. Um, but yeah, it's actually powered from where you are. And I'm in the Perdomo You're right. Studios. You're right. It actually, I'm the yeah. one hosting the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, you can find us on the Smoke and Tobacco uh, Network of things. Yeah, so keep keep true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we have a uh, we have a, a fun show tonight. Uh, I know that there's uh, some things that you want to talk about. There's a couple of things that I uh, mm-hmm. I brought yep. up with you, and uh, I don't know where to start. I mean, um, there's so many topics. Uh, you know, first of all, all right, let's start off with something easy, and then we can uh, we'll kind of go from there. The first thing, okay. not that it's like a a big deal or anything, but it's something that I think we've both been keeping tabs on. And uh, it, it's kind of a new thing in the cigar industry right now. And I'm not going to say everybody I know who's doing it because I don't want to steal anyone's thunder, but I know a lot of people who are doing this, as I'm sure you do as well. But the cigar advent calendar has become a thing. Uh, it was, I think it was early last week when, or this week, when Oliva announced that they're coming out with one. And it's funny because I know a bunch of people who are working on them too. And yeah. I've had this conversation with a couple of people and even uh, John Carney has uh, said to me, he's like, I think this year will be like the year of the advent calendar. Right. Um, which I thought was, I'm like, yeah, you know, you're right. I think that's going to be like the thing this year for cigars. Uh, what's your, what's your take on this whole thing? Well, okay. So the advent calendar idea has been one that's been out there for a while. It was suggested by Pete Johnson um several years ago yeah uh, with Tatawahe uh he is you know and this is where I kind of th- say that teasers never work right because he's teased it for a while and talked about doing it for a while um and then he he actually did announce it right mm-hmm. uh this year that was coming it was coming to fruition it's something that if you're a Tatawahe fan you are very excited about this right um mm-hmm. but then news came which uh didn't come across the cigar coop desk um about Oliva doing one. Um, so there's word out that, that Oliva is doing, doing that one as well. Uh, the half guys reported that. They have very good ties with Oliva, so I'm not surprised with that. So I, I would say the story's true. But yeah, now we have a, another advent calendar coming out. I think it's a cool idea. I like the idea, yeah. I, I'm, I'm really interested to see like how they play out, though, like once people start getting them and, you know, 
um, you know, if people actually follow them or if you know that there's going to be like a percentage of people who, who, well, actually hold on before I said, are some of these going to have like limited edition stuff within the calendar that you can only get in the calendar? Cause I know like so people, different people are doing it. I think, I think that some wasn't people clear are doing to me. It. That wasn't clear to me. Cause you know, people are going to get it and they're just going to rip it open and take all the cigars out. Right. <laughs> but if you actually do it, it's a pretty fun idea. Um, it's, it's something that I like. It's something that I don't know if I could follow though, because like I have, I have too much, like my ADD is too much. Like I would do it for the first three days and then I'd be like, uh, I want to like go smoke other stuff. And then I'd miss a few days and then I'd have to go back. And then I'd have to like smoke three of them to catch up. And I don't know if it's something I could follow really religiously, but I like the idea. Um, but for those people who are like really loyal to like one brand, or I think there's some retailers doing it, but I won't say who, um, you know, I think it's cool. I think that if, if that's like, like, if, for example, like a tattoo, if you're a big tattoo guy, you're a saints and sinners guy. Um, you follow a tattoo advent calendar for cigars. I think that'd be badass. Um, <clears throat> I'm really interested to see kind of like where they go once they're all like kind of out there and they, you know, people start, you know, going through all of them. Um, I think it's definitely going to be a big holiday thing. Yeah. It's going to be a tricky thing though. If you want the element of surprise though, because the idea is, I guess you open up the advent calendar and you pull a cigar out, right? I guess that's the concept behind it. Cool concept. But in, if you're very plugged into social media, there's going to be people who post the pictures of those, right? Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, when Steve Saka came out with the STFU sampler, like the problem is like people were posting reviews of it, like as soon as they got it and were smoking it. So, you know, you had to kind of tune yourself out to that, which is kind of gets a little tricky. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I can understand, hey, you know, you can't tell people not to do it either. Right. So it, it's kind of one you're going to have if you want the element of surprise, you're probably going to have to manage it a little more. Unless they make the calendars different for everybody, um, you know, there's a lot of options. like every day's random for everyone. Like, like your cigar yeah. for like the fifth day might be different than mine, right? Something like I that. I thought of that too. Know? I thought of that too. I'm like, what if they're all different? But then, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, is it? I don't know. I, I will see. I, I I hope they're legitimate re- releases, and I'm not implying that they're not. But you know, sometimes it's very easy. They could throw something they had in the factory, and and say, you know. And that has mixed results sometimes. Sometimes it could be something very good, and other times it could be a disappointment. I don't see Oliva doing that as much as – like I see Tatawai could mix it up a little more because Oliva's got a pretty straight prof, uh, portfolio. If Tatawai, Pete's got a lot of limiteds. He can bring some harder to find stuff and, and throw it in there. So, um, and But I don't think the details of Pete or Oliva have fleshed out on what these are going to be yet, uh, nor should they. You know, I don't think you no. want that stuff in there. Yeah, I agree. I think it should just kind of be like, buy it and find out. Because I mean, yeah. it's just that's the that's the best way. I mean, that's the most fun way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. You know, if you go like, all right, it's gonna have like, you know, this, 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 and this. Or I mean, even, I guess you could tease and be like, all right, there's gonna be like, four one-offs. There's gonna be like three like already like you know limited stuff that we already make, and then you know like there's gonna be like couple of regular stuff that you might recognize like if you if you tease like how many of like what category you have that might keep it interesting because it kind of gets you to like oh like i want to like smoke like i want to open tomorrow's i'm going to see what's in there like it might be something super rare like 
um you know or it might be something like really good to like you know what i mean that part would like keep people like engaged in it like oh i gotta find out what tomorrow's is as long as you're right as long as it doesn't get spoiled i think the best way would be if it was completely randomized which i don't my personal opinion i don't think that'll ruin it i think it'll be good because that way no one's is the same um at the same time like if a limited release for one guy comes out on thursday and like yours is something different mm-hmm. you're yeah. like oh well that one's coming but i mean at the same time you don't know when it's coming too so I mean, even if you find out it's not like you're like oh man when am i gonna hit that one so yeah i guess it could be fun that way yeah pete's talked about this for a long time i remember going back to the old botl forums when i followed them this has got to be seven or eight years ago it's been talked that he's talked about like he would want to do something like this so um you know i'm pretty excited uh, i think john carney's spot on i think we're gonna see more of these um you know the the oliva one i know goes for two hundred dollars which mm-hmm. for 25 cigars that's not a bad bad project um and I don't think we know what any of the packaging is going to look like yet for this, but I imagine the packaging is going to be pretty cool with these things. It's something you could probably keep afterwards, I'm sure. So, um, you know, um, I don't know how they're going to be humidified. That's going to be my concern on it. But True. Uh, I, I think it's I think it's a fun thing, and uh, I don't I don't really have a problem that Oliva is doing one um, either. I'm sure Pete's probably not happy about it, right? Because I think he was wanting to do this for a long time, and now now one comes in there. So, um. What I can what I say, because um, and I'm not going to say who it is, and I'm not going to get too specific, because I, 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 I don't, I'm not a kiss and tell guy. If someone, if something's shown to me in incompetence or told to right, me, like I stick to yeah. that. But that being said, sometimes you know you can you can be very vague on some things you've seen without giving away too much information. I have seen a sample of one in person. Oh wow! Uh, yes, I have seen a sample of one that someone is doing. Uh, I won't say who, I won't say how it's done or what, what it, how it's being made. Right. Um, but what I will say is that the design on this particular one that was shown to me, um, at least this one, I haven't seen any other ones. Yeah. Um, we haven't really seen any of the other releases, but uh, this one that I was shown that I've seen for myself in person, it was done right. I will say it was done right. And I think this person's, release is going to be pretty good um that's all i'm going to say because i'm not going to ruin it for anyone so uh, i just that's all i'm going to say i've seen more than two so you you already noticed there's a third one what someone's doing is what you're saying though yes okay okay that's all i'm going to say okay that's fine so Um, john connie's right there's definitely going to be a trend i think i think when pete started talking about it about a year ago he opened the floodgates for this unfortunately Mm -hmm. he should have just came out with it but but, yeah, I like Pete. I think Pete's Pete's a very uh, innovative guy, and he's. Uh, yeah. But you're right. I, I almost kind of wish like he just didn't say anything about it. Say anything, it would, yeah. It would have been so cool if he just was like, "I really I have." And it would have been. But like, I think Ooh. we should. I think as media, though, we should make sure we give Pete the proper due on this when all is said and done. Is he suggested this idea going back several years ago? He gets the credit. So he gets the credit. He get the credit. He should get the yeah. credit for it. Yeah. I mean, if he came out with it in secret the year after, everyone was going to probably come out with it. So. So unfortunately it's happening maybe the same year, but, but it is what it is. You know, this is just my, this is all speculation because you know, as much as people know that I, I like, I love this person. Um, this is not the person I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know if this person is doing it or not, but based on the facts that I have um, that Pete Johnson was like all about this idea, I have a, I have a, a funny feeling that 
Matt Booth will come out with one. Because I could, I could see him being like, ooh, yeah, I'll steal that idea. What would he say about that? Very interesting. Going back to the salad days. Very interesting. Um, no, I don't know. I, I feel like he's the kind of guy who would do that too because he, he's into that, you know, uh, special release stuff. Not just yep. like the cigar, but like something more than just the cigar. Yeah. I feel like he would do that. Um, yeah. as, as, as is like Drew Estate and like Fuente, they do really special cool stuff like that. Yep. I could see them doing it. If they don't do it right away, though, I'm not going to, I don't see them doing it right away. But if other people like are successful with it and it really starts to stick, I could see yeah. like those two doing it because they, they, they're into that stuff. So I could see them doing something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, you could drew a state too. Cause they, they could do like some Liga, they can do some undercrown, they can do some Herrera Stali, they can yep. do, there's, there's yep. so many different things that they have that they could yeah. shuffle in there. That would be a really fun one. Um, yeah. I think that would be cool. Yeah. That, that's all I got on those though. I, I, it's a cool idea and it's fun. I, I can't wait to see what happens. Yeah, yeah, I'm interested. I'm interested to see. I think there's some great creativity we'll see from this. Oh, so it's cool. good news. Yeah. Oh, cool. I did not hit record on the program. You are you on Facebook? Yeah. Get, get it off Facebook. You get it off Facebook. Yeah, you're right. All right, I'll get yeah, it that way. You, you get it off Facebook. Yep. All right. And, and by the way, I've done this too. <laughs> Damn it! Everything was going so well. Um, but yeah, I could probably get it after. Um, yeah. so the other thing I wanted to talk about, cause I, I, I there's a couple of yeah. things and I know you have some of your own stuff you want to talk about, but really quickly, let, let's hit on, um, so there's been word that the state of Connecticut is putting in, is putting the steps together to ban indoor smoking as if I want to say October 1st of this year. What is, uh, what, what is, uh, what is your feel on that? So this is a very, this has been a little bit of a hot topic the last 48 hours. Um, so what we do know is that there was a, uh, was it a weed bill that was passed in Connecticut? I think so. Yeah. And in that weed bill, was some language that could be interpreted as potentially putting more smoking bans uh, in existing places, namely uh, walking, like, you know, you you have to be X number of feet now away from the buildings Mm -hmm. and potentially you can't smoke in, in cigar lounges. Now I say this because there's been a few retailers um, who have been very public about this and they went right after PCA on this, saying, how did this happen? Um, and PCA has responded, saying this is not true, that the bill doesn't do that. Um, and they said that the um, whoever heads, uh, a guy by the name Brian Shapiro, who heads the uh, Connecticut Cigar Association, is also saying it's not true. Um, but there's definitely, a, there's definitely two points of view, and I think it needs some clarification. And there's been some very spirited words on, on social media I've seen on this. Mm-hmm. Um, what I will say, what, what I will say on the PCA piece is I think they need to explain it 
or whoever explain why it's if it's if it doesn't apply, they need to kind of come out with they came out a statement and they really didn't they really didn't say much saying it doesn't apply. But obviously there's some there's some ambiguity out there. And you know, let's 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 show it. Let's show it, you know, show 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 me what it is. So um that's kind of where that stands right now. Um, I do know one of the retailers who's upset about it. He's very, he is in touch with um, what's going on in Connecticut. So I, I have no reason not to believe him that he doesn't understand this. Like I believe that he has a good pulse on this, uh, but there's been a lot of things on social media going back and forth that doesn't belong on social media. The parties need to get on a telephone call on a zoom call and hash this out and then give a clear statement on what this is so we can understand. But until then, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. If it's true, it's a bad thing. And uh, if, if it's true, then then I think PCA does have some explaining to do uh, on this, um, you know, because these are the types of things that really these are the, these smoking bills when they're when they're guised onto something else. This is where we get killed. This is this is what gets us every time is when they wrap this under something else. And this it's a it's a hard job. I get that they can't be everywhere to everything, but uh, you know, they, they need to hash this out right now. I agree. It's something that um it's tricky, you know, they can't be everywhere all the time. I get that. Yep. It's yep. also it's hard for them to be on top of every piece of legislature that's out there. Like you said, that really on the surface, you may or may not realize or think that it might have anything to do with premium cigars in any way possible. But I think that it's something that, especially with like the legalization of marijuana is continuing to grow and grow in the United States that I, I know, I don't, I don't think, I think we all know we're, we're getting close to federal you know federal you know yeah. legalization so when that happens and weed is just as open as premium cigars um so to speak um i think that okay it'll open everyone can have it whatever you can smoke weed whatever wherever you want to go i think that then it'll be like okay well the people are gonna start thinking well where can you smoke it and then it's gonna be like that whole like folded in you know oh we'll throw cigars in there too and you know and all smoking and then and and then it's like okay because and everyone's looking at weed or or even like with the vape stuff a lot of the vape stuff you know we saw that with you know when when the when the whole thing about oh kids will have the vapes with all the flavored juices and stuff and we got we got to get away from kids and so like all right well we're gonna ban the flavors but you know while we're at it let's ban all flavored tobacco too let's just give it all it's like that's how they do it the problem is over here and then they're like, well, let's sweep this in too and yeah, do it all together. And you're right. It's like it, it, the focus is on one part, but we all get thrown in there too. Um, and, you know, some of the, oh, wait a minute, hold on. You know, this is a separate thing. And I know because yeah. there's people who don't think that's a separate thing. And then there's people who are like, well, I mean, I mean, you have like A and then you have B. I mean, you have like steak and yeah. then you have like mashed potatoes. It's not even in the same food category. Like, I know it's... Unfortunately, these are the things that in our industry we have to deal yeah. with. There's there's always someone coming after us, and you know there's always someone who's trying to be you know tricky with it too. You know, like oh well, we're not gonna come right after the cigars yeah. and be like, hey, we're coming after you. We're gonna we're gonna come after this yeah. and we're gonna 
throw you in. So, yep. yeah, I, I mean, I think that you're right. There needs to be more clarification. There needs to be some more specifics on yep. exactly what that means for everybody who smokes right. any kind of thing. Right. Yep. I, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, and uh, like I said, I don't know what the answer is. I, the language was, I did read it. Um, I can see where people are saying it's true. Um, but I'm not, this was a big, big bill. So, you know, did I read through the whole bill? No. Okay. Um, so, but I am kind of curious to that. So we'll see. I think like I said, let's get the clarification. Keep this, keep this stuff off social media, but yeah. Um, I think that that and probably several other things that we probably won't get into on the show. Um, just for the sake of time and all that. But I think there's some things that, you know, in a couple of weeks, you know, you and I will be in Las Vegas with PCA. Um, and while we kind of already been talking a lot about PCA already, so I don't really want to take up too much of the show about the right. trade show because I feel like it's kind of a dead horse at this point. But the only thing I will say about that is I think when we all get out there, that'll be a good time while everyone's together to maybe get some clarification on a couple of issues that are kind of floating out there in the wind that like, okay, so what exactly is going on? How does that affect us? and everybody else because i think it's good to know how it affects other types of you know industries so that way we can kind of gauge where we are um so i'm hoping that you know during the course of you know that four or five days that we're all uh involved with the trade show that there's some new, there's some good information that comes out yeah um yeah. while we're all together yep um another thing i wanted to talk about was um the t speaking of you know cigar organizations the taa has announced that they will be holding meetings this fall and next spring um there's you know there's not a lot to say on that in my opinion i mean i think it's good um we're kind of getting to that that point of the sorry there is like a mosquito or something that's all over me um that we're getting to that point where yeah like things are coming back so obviously you know that that's that's good news um it's something that you know we, we want to see so that's good. I'm, I'm glad that there's going to be holding meetings. Um, you know, we're, we have, we've already had TPE, we've had you know, PCAs in a couple of weeks. So we're, we're starting to see the return of some normalcy with some in-person in um, events and stuff, you know, in our industry, all industries, but you know, in our industry. So I wanted to bring that up really quickly. And then um, the only other thing. Can I, that, can I give it, can I give you a spare note on that? Go right, go right ahead. Okay. Cause That's I have something here. that you, yeah, you may not know. Okay. Oh, okay. So, uh, Aaron Loomis and I have been very, very critical of the TAA on a lot of things when it comes to their cigar exclusive series. Okay. Um, they've done an atrocious job at marketing them. Um, they have not done a good job at being selective on the blends. I mean, I think the products, there's some companies that do great jobs like LFD, Tatawahe, and Turn Heads, but there's been a lot of misses in there, right? Um, but I think these cigars, I see them sit on the shelves. I saw Matt, I saw Monte Cristo, a Monte Cristo TA cigar being blown out by a retailer at 60% off from a few years ago. A Monte Cristo TAA cigar, right? Oh. So retailers are buying this stuff and they're not moving. Some of them move better than others. Let me just say some of them move, some do move fast, some don't. But what I'll tell you the, the piece that you we're gonna start to see um, is the TAA has, I think, recognized they have some things they need to address. And they have hired a PR firm to help them out. Really? I didn't know that. 
And I, I will say bravo to the TAA for making this move. Because in my opinion, they have something good. I mean, they need to, I think they do need to improve on the quality of their releases. And that's something a PR firm ain't going to help them with. But in terms of the market like presentation of these cigars, Matt, I can tell you, you know what happens every year? They, people, the manufacturers leak these things out every year, right? And it becomes like an arms race to find out what, who has a TAA cigar and what, what the details of them. And the manufacturers don't put any marketing effort in. And in my opinion, what they need to do is they need to take the cigar aficionado approach saying, hey, you guys are embargoed from talking about this until, until we make the announcement at the trade show. Right. Or, or we make the announcement beforehand. So that's kind of what I know what's going on there. That note came, that was the first communication that came from the PR firm. And I give them major props because uh, I've been, I beat the TAA up to death over the last three or four years. And um, actually four or five years, I'll say. And I think this is a step in the right direction what they're doing with the communication. And I hope it continues. Yeah, I mean, some of those TAA releases are, are pretty cool too. Uh, you know, and, you know, you mentioned a few people who have done it well. I mean, La Flor Dominicana, um, you know. They put a lot of effort into it, those companies. They, some they companies do. don't put the effort in. Some companies just grab something out of the factory and slap a TAA band on it. But others I, do a good job with it. I know last year, like with, with COVID, I think was probably the only year when I think some of the TAA releases were, you know, not as, you know, involved or maybe some of them might have been repeated. Um, like I, I think, I think LFD. They punted theirs to this year. Yes. So a few companies that couldn't. Yes. Get because they didn't, they didn't want to, they didn't want to put it out last year because of, so they were like, well, we're going to save that for when, you know, um, smart move. yeah, I, I, I think that was a smart move. Um, move. Good for them. Don't I think that was the right. Not ready or, yeah. Yeah, that was the right call. That was the right call. And, and even if the cigars are ready, I don't know if it was the right time to. These are, you know, TA is all about brick and mortar establishment, right? And it, you know, it's very important. So I mean, I think, you know, you want those, you want those showcased in your brick and mortars. So I think it was a good move. I mean, I understand some companies got theirs out, and I totally understand that. But uh, I know Crown Heads, Lafleur. And La Polina pushed theirs out to this year. Yeah. Um, sorry. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it was the right call. I think it's the right move. I, I, I'm, I'm glad that they're taking some more steps um, to better promote those releases. They needed to do this for a long time. They, yeah. Because they should be, yeah, they should be, yeah, the TA should be setting the lead here. They should be, you know what? You should walk into a store, Matt, and you should see a nice TA cabinet. And there should be great cigars in there, best of the best. And you got these retailers who have something very special they're sitting on. And and the last few years, they have, I just my opinion, they haven't just they haven't gotten the blends, nor have they gotten the distribution right on 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 showcasing these products. So I think this is a step in the right direction all around. And this is a perfect time to do it. So, agree, I agree. I think uh, yeah. this would be really good for them. Now, uh, moving on to. Uh, other subjects. Uh, I know you you had some of your own things that you you probably wanted to bring up. Yeah. So I'm gonna throw the torch yeah. over to you. Yeah, I actually had, I actually the first thing I have is um, you know, I have gotten this reputation of being a guy who does five hour long shows. No, I'm just kidding. Five hour long shows, <laughs> yes. But uh, first of all, first of all, I've gotten this reputation that um, I I will only report on something with a press release, right? Which is which is the most false statement you can make, okay? Yeah. But that's not true. 
We just want communication. What happens is this, right? This time of the year, there are people basically, and we haven't done this yet, and I'm not saying I'm not going to do it at some point. They basically start calling and emailing every manufacturer saying what you have coming out for the shelf, okay? When you answer that to one person, right, you basically have excluded every other media person. You right. basically fucked us, right? Because now you've given it to someone else, right? And we're in a no-win situation because now we're either riding on the coattails of this, right? Or, um, you know, we're riding on the coattails or we're, and we're behind. We're behind the eight ball. And when you do news, it's very competitive. And I've had to have conversations point blank with some people I'm close to saying this, you're really not doing anyone a service here, you know? So that's a, that's a big problem right now. How, uh, why cigar companies do this and, and, just send an email out to your whole media list and do it that way. It just seems a lot easier. So that's one problem. The other problem that we have is that print magazines are basically getting uh, exclusives on this stuff at the expense of everyone else. So sometimes when an exclusive goes to a, to a big publication, we do not get the, any information. Some companies will do, will follow up with you a day later or a few hours later. But another problem again, where you're you're hurting um, you're hurting us, right now. But here's where I will say what I do, okay? In terms of if I don't have accurate press information from the company, doesn't matter if I reach out to them or they reach out to me. If I don't have accurate press information, your cigar will most likely not get reviewed because um, if I don't have accurate information, I can't, re you know, it causes a problem. If you saw, did you see the half wheel review of the PDR cigar? Not yet. Okay, they 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 reviewed a PDR cigar. They gave it a fifty. Okay, and I'm not gonna debate on the fifty, but it turned out that they got the wrong cigar. Right. Well, again, if you would if you were taking the time to do proper press information, get a press kit out, you know, get this stuff out, put it somewhere, Charlie wouldn't have had that problem. No one else would have had that problem. Right. But the cigar companies don't want to do that, um, and you know, this is this is a problem right now. So I've said right now that if you get the proper press information, that's why I won't review a cigar if I don't have press information on it. Sometimes I'll call the company and say, hey, I'm reviewing a cigar. Can you get me info? And they're good about that. But it's not like I, if I don't get a press release, I ain't, um, I ain't talking to you, right? Mm -hmm. But now I'm going to tell – I, I don't know if you have anything to say, but I'm going to tell another story here. I don't have I don't have a whole thing to really get into. I would say I, I, I kind of I, I would agree with what you're saying. I think that the there there needs to be a better approach mm -hmm. to the release of information. You know, especially leading up to the show. Um, I would say that there's a huge component of creating hype and buzz for the show. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, because the manufacturers they have things that they want to to put out that they want to sell at the trade show. I mean, let's, let's also not forget as much as the trade show is a good time to see everybody. It's also for, you know, raising money for the PCA to, you know, fight the fight. Yeah. But the primary focus is at the end of the day, manufacturers come to sell inventory to retailers. So you have shops, you know, owners and buyers and GMs from all these retailers flying in from all over the country to come and shop, you know, uh, don't you think that it would be nice 
if you told everyone what's going to be there before they got there? Oh my goodness! And, and, and I think it's I think it's been, and especially with the PCA exclusives, because think about it. Long. Because think about it, Coop. Like when you go, like when you go, when you go grocery shopping, right? And you know, or maybe I don't know if you do it or if your wife does it. But example, you go grocery shopping. Most people make like a list. They're like, well, you know, I need tomatoes, and we we need more right. orange juice, and I need milk, right. and right. And you know, like you, you make a list, and you and you and you and you know, you know, you you have enough idea of like your budget that you're gonna spend. Like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna spend like two hundred dollars on groceries this week because we need a lot of things and whatever. You know, these shops kind of are doing the same thing. Like, all right, well, as much as like we're going out there, and we're gonna buy stuff that maybe you know we we don't know we're gonna buy something because right. we, we have. They don't know because th- there's things that they don't know that they're going to find. So like they know like, yeah, I'm going to go and I'm going to go to LFD. I'm going to see Carney and I'm going to order, you know, diggers and 700 Maduro's and like they know that's that. But there's other stuff that's going to be there that they don't know about that. Oh, what's this? You know, like I know like, you know, there's retailers that I know for a fact have told me to my face. Like I go out there with a million dollars to spend. I got a million dollars that I, yeah. I'm, I'm spending there. So it's like, you know, give them, you know, like, oh you know, Pete Johnson's putting out this and you know, Rocky's putting out this and like, Oh, like, let's, let's make a list of like things that we, we might be interested in buying. Um, you know, whether you know, you, you know, sample it first and be like, Oh yeah, let's take it in. Or you're just going to be like, no, let's just buy it. And you know, whatever, like, you know, you go out there and not that like when you go out there, you find stuff you like and you buy it. Like, yeah. But at the same time, you know, every retailer is different. You know, there's bigger ones and there's smaller ones. So some of them might go out there being like, well, you know, like I only have this much to spend and like, I want to make sure I get these. But, you know, then they get out there and they see something and they're like, oh, I had no idea this was going to be here. Like, uh, and then I'm sure like not everyone, but I'm sure there's people out there who are like, well, I didn't really budget myself for all these extras that I found. You know, it's like knowing ahead of time, I make it easier. Maybe like, you know, what? maybe we will skip some of this stuff from so and so. and Let's try some new things, you know, because, you know, the inventory, we want to shake up our inventory a little bit. Um, it's not like it's not that it's a. It's not that it like just doesn't work at all, but it, it would. It's I think it's nicer and it's more convenient for the retailers who are going out there. A little bit more preparation. They know what that you know. Oh, like we can expect these. Yeah. You know, uh, I would agree with you. I think that there should be some information beforehand. Like, hey, you're coming out. Cool. So look for this. Um, you know, some companies do it. Some companies don't. It's kind of like, well, we have stuff that's coming out in the show, and we'll see you out there. And it's like, all right, well it might be bad. I know. And some people like, well, we want to save it for the show and the element of surprise or like, you know, we don't want to say anything till the show and make it exclusive for people who are at the show. Well, I get that. But, you know, like you said, it might be nice for uh, people to have a little bit of a game plan going into it too. Yeah. So, you know, for example, the PC exclusives this year, and your points right on uh, my father, Tatawahe and Padron are said to have exclusives, but you have to come to the booth to find out what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, Sokka's doing it too, but he's—I think he's got a different reason. He just—I think he, you know—he wants the message communicated a certain way with the Stillwell Star. But let's take those three companies. So, in most years, look, in most cases, if you are a my father, Tatawahe, or Padron customer, that's going to be fine because you're going to do business with them at the show, most likely. So you can get away with it. But the problem I have with it this year is the PCA exclusives were meant to drive people to the trade shows mm-hmm. and they should have been announced. I think everyone should have announced them this year and they should have been announced earlier um, because I think the idea is that they're really trying to, to create excitement and build up the trade show. So I don't think this was the right year to do it. However, I do understand there's 
there are some supply chain issues. So I, I understand it too, but I, I don't know what some of these companies are thinking about sometimes. At least Saka, he put out a picture of the Stillwell star and he says, I'm going to explain it at the trade show. Um, but that's just my opinion. I just think I really, I mean, you can use some element of surprise, but why, if you're committed, if you're doing an exclusive for the PCA to help them out, wouldn't it give them the best help to announce what this is and show pictures of it? I, that's just my opinion. They're doing, PCA's doing a great job promoting these show exclusives. And then there's a category of the non-show exclusives, which is a different category. But, but if you're doing a PCA exclusive, they're doing their best to promote it. And I give them a lot of credit. Uh, they get beat up a lot, but I think they're doing a good job promoting these releases. Better than the manufacturers have done, for sure. Real quick, only because they just lit this up. I know, uh, tell, tell us really quick what you're smoking. Okay, so I am smoking, and it's, I know it's, I have air blowing down here, so it's not the best burn, but it's because of the air. Uh, I am smoking the uh, Asylum Big Time Tommy 7x70. It's a good um, Big, well, it's a good I haven't stick. had it, but like so, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good size stick. It's a solid, solid cigar. I do like a big ring gauge cigar. Um, I picked this cigar because I pre-recorded a uh, cigar primetime jukebox prior to this. Uh, and we, we pick a, we try to pick a cigar that goes with the theme. The theme was Peter Gabriel, uh, tonight, Peter Gabriel has a song called big time. And I found a cigar that had the name big time in it. So I went with it. So this is kind of unique in that I've been smoking this probably for a couple of hours. It's this massive seven by 70 and I'm talking excellent cigar. This is for seven by 70. It's an excellent cigar. It's not overpowering. It can appeal to a lot of people who may want a big cigar in their hands and smoke it. Um, Asylum makes good big ring age cigars. They know what they're that's that's their core competency. So they know what they're doing there. I am smoking a pretty old cigar. You know, you know what this is already. Um, yep. this cigar has been around for a little while. This is uh this was given to me as a gift. I, I have a couple of them, but uh this is an old La Flor Dominicana factory press two, which is interesting in itself. I mean, even even the press on it too. It, it, my camera I don't think we'll autofocus because I'm using this a lot, but from back yeah, you here. You can see it now. Yeah, yeah. Right where you are is good. I mean, like, this, this, this is this is probably one of the flattest, like squarest, flattest box presses that I've ever seen. It's just when you yep. look at it, you're like, wow. Um, but like it's the 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 roll and the construction on it is like just amazing. Uh, and, and, it, and it smokes well too. I just lit this up and this is a fantastic cigar. I just wanted to bring it up because I'm like, I just lit this and I, and I knew you were smoking that and we didn't bring yep. it up, but um, yep. just so everyone knows, you know, what we're smoking. Uh, it's been an LFD night for me. I, I actually just finished a, a Coronado uh, nice. before this. So it's been an El Flo Dominicana night for me. So yep. shout out to John Carney. Love you, buddy. Yeah. Um, I mean, this may be the first cigar. I may be the first person in cigar podcast history to smoke continuous cigar start a cigar on one sale and finish it on the other so uh weird circumstances but you might but be on just happen to work out like that yep. <laughs> and then i have i have a, i'll have to grab something if i run out here but i don't think I, it's it's a slow burning cigar too i'll say that and I'm yeah i mean seven by 70 you want to smoke it slow I, I like the ogre a lot that they make uh it's not something i can smoke all the time but like when i'm in the mood and like i'm ready to smoke something that big I, that's a cigar i go to I, I love that cigar we, we actually just talked about the ogre too and I mentioned that, you know, that was originally released in a 7x70, and then they created other sizes. But I'm telling you, the 7x70, I think, is the best size because they blended it for that size. Originally. Correct. It was intended to be big, and that's why it's a good cigar. Yes. I mean, I've, I've, I agree. The, the same could be said for a lot of cigars. You know, 
and this kind of is a is a is a, a topic that gets talked about a lot, but and it, it can be a little broad. But yeah, I mean, there are certain cigars that were blended in a certain size, and then you know, like there's four or five sizes that are available, but there's always one size that always is just better than all the others, and it's yeah. it's night and day. Um, you know, sometimes it's the Robusto, sometimes it's the Toro. It's whatever was blended first, I think, is like where that, you know, where the focus was. And I was like, well, let's, let's like make that recipe yeah. in this size. And it, it works. It's good. But the, the, whatever size I think was the focal point of the blend is always going to be the best. Cause that's, yeah, that's, you know, um, so yeah, I agree with you. I think the, the seven by 70 ogre is, is the best out of that. And it's one of my favorites. Uh, I'm a big ring gauge guy. I, I'm not quite that big. I like them. I don't right. do them a lot, but that's, that's one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, Our friend Jay Davis, uh, the blue smoke Dallas uh, is in the chat. He says the eight sixty, the eight, the, the, excuse me, the six by 80 uh, of the ogre is money. And I'll be honest. I have not smoked that size. I so haven't had that it, one either. I haven't had that size. Um, I've had some of the other sizes. So it may be that this cigar really is good in a big ring gauge. So I, I, I trust Jay's palate a lot. Um, so uh, I won't disagree uh, on that. At least he didn't do it. The Lancero was better. So Let's not start a Lancero debate. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because we both know we'll just get stuck on that for hours. Oh, I, I'm known, <laughs> I got a, I, I got a reputation as a Lancero hater, despite the fact that one year. Oh, I know. Lancero's We've talked about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know where you stand. <laughs> I'm not trying to open any wounds. We'll just nope, leave it alone. Nope, nope. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure we'll come up again. Yeah. Uh, to, to kind of finish off that other subject that I, I kind of cut us off on. Yeah. I, I, I'm in the same boat. I, I, I guess I could, I like, I like how Steve, at least said, okay, like this is coming out. Like, I won't give you all the information, but you know, it's like, at least he was like, well, this is coming out. So like, know that there's something there when you get there versus just like, I have something and you'll find out when you get there. It's like, right, I think well, he's already talked too much on it in my opinion. Really? Uh, yeah. I think, I think, yeah, to me, I think I know what it is. Why you think he's just going to build up too much? Want me to say? I'll say, I'll say it. He get mad. I don't know any information. He hasn't told me anything. I think he's doing something like barrel aged or infused because he's saying it's this blend's going to be in four different formats, and that was that would make the most sense to me. And I'm not the only person who said this. We we talked so this is the first time he's probably said publicly, but I don't know if that's true. This is my guess. And he says, ah, people are going to get mad at me and stuff like that. You know. So I kind of people always get mad at him because he likes to push, which is, but that's what makes him great. He's going to sell out every cigar of these at the show. Yeah. He's going to sell every single cigar. I guarantee you it. Like, if you get to your booth day three, you're not going to be able to get that cigar. But that's his shtick. You know what I mean? That's his, yeah, that's his shtick. And it works. It works. And that, and that works for him. And that's, that's the soccer way. And it's not, it's not a bad thing. That's, that's what works for him. And that's just, that's who he is. That's his reputation. And, you know, you may be right. You may be. I will find out. We'll find out in a couple of weeks. <laughs> do, you, do you remember? Do you remember a few years ago? I don't know if you're following Saka. He sent a he sent like a, a case of cigars back from Vegas, right? And he opened yeah. up the case and he said this liqueur spilled all over the cigars, right? Who packs a who packs a bottle of liquor in with cigars that would spill all over? I, I mean, honestly. To me, I, I, almost, I keep going back. He was setting the stage for doing something like this back then. He actually, 
he doesn't put and, and he goes, Oh, why do I do these things? Blah blah. This is exactly what he does, Saka. This is this is why that's that's my guess here. I will say that I Saka likes to play a certain personality publicly, but I think it's all like he he's like he's a mastermind. You know what I mean? He's he's a genius, he's a marketing genius. Yeah. STFU was one of the most brilliant things anyone did last year. Um we do a person of the year vote, and I gave Steve and his company some votes for that last year. I think he did a hell of a job. I mean, he's done a hell of a job with his company. And no doubt he is going to have – all eyes are going to be on his trade show boost this year, especially with the big four out. This is a golden opportunity for Saka, and you see what he's doing at the trade show. He's basically putting his A game in. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. this would be a big so, year for him as well. Yeah, I do so too. Um, he's going to have more traffic to – that's going to need to be eaten up yep. that the big four, yep. you know, yep. have obviously because they won't be there. Uh, as as a lot of other manufacturers, I mean, technically all of them, but there's going to be certain manufacturers who I think will grow from this opportunity. I do um, too. I do too. I do too. I think it's a great opportunity for a lot of people. And I think after, I can already see it after this show. We're going to have like weeks and weeks of conversations on what went down because I think this show is going to be truly unique, um, given so many for so many reasons and so many different circumstances. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, we're going to have to, there's going to be a lot of post game shows on this one. So absolutely. Yeah. Um, what, uh, there was, there was something I wanted to bring up, but, uh, I, is there anything else you wanted to bring up first? Yeah. Let me, let me, I want to bring up a second part to what I was talking about. Yeah, go ahead. And this is the other thing I have. So I'm going to ask you what, what should Will Cooper do in this situation? All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is a true scenario. Okay, I'm not going to name names because it hasn't come to a conclusion yet. But, okay, so a few months ago, uh, someone from a company came to Charlotte, and they asked me for help on how they should do press releases for their products. I sat down with this person and talked about it and then even sent them an example of one. Fast forward to TPE, and... I read about their announcement from another online publication, which is kind of going against everything I said, right? Mm-hmm. I went back to the person and I said, hey, look, man, what's up, man? I sat down with you had to do this, and I'm reading about it from one of my competitors, right? Get an, I got an apology. Hey, I, they caught me off guard. I got all these – and he got me the information right away. It won't happen again. Well, now they're doing their PCA releases, and I read about it again. So what should I do here? Should I just drop this? Should I confront them again? Because when this starts to happen, my, my answer is I don't think they want to work with me for whatever reason, and that's fine, and I can reprioritize. But I'm, I'm kind of str- – I didn't want to have a knee-jerk reaction. I was not happy when I saw this the second time happen. And this uh, is someone who you've public- already – Sorry, this is someone you've already had a good relationship with already? Yes, yes. Yes, I did. There was no bad relationship here. Did you do any exclusive you did so you, and you've done other exclusive releases with them? Nope. Nope, never have. Okay, so you never right, have. So I so yeah, never have and oh by the way, I wasn't asking for one either. So I I kind of and that's kind of what I said. I said just send it out to everybody. We'll figure out how to get it out and who gets it first. Don't worry about that. And that's kind of like my attitude. Uh, and even if someone wants, I, I get some exclusives sometimes, and usually I just say, give me an, unless it's a shop exclusive, which is a lot of work to do that. Um, I usually say just an hour window to do it um, and do it th- that way. 
So, and then after that, give it to someone else for now, you know, at that point. But yeah, so so I, I've been now, this happened to me twice with the same company who I have a good relationship with. Hmm. And I can't believe that they did it a second time now. So. So if it was me, I wouldn't start like a huge thing over it because I, I mean, it, it, it's just not worth it. Uh, I That's kind of what I'm thinking. Those, those situations are really reserved when it really are justified. Um, but I would say, okay, sure. All right. Play that game. Um, but next, you know, next time they come to you and they want something, I'd be like a little more closed off and be like, eh, I don't know. Uh, so, to me, it, it's a business thing. So, you know, if someone comes yeah. to you and says, Hey, Coop, you know, you know, we'll, you know, give us some ideas, help us out do this thing. You know, the implication there is like, Oh, well, you know, we're coming to you for help, you know, cause you know, they want to be in your corner and they want you to be in their corner or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll work together on this. And then they just go, give me what you have. You give it to them. And then they just walk away and they go give it to someone else. And then they're like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Like whatever. Okay. You give them the first one. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe shit happens. Maybe the story's true, but then they go and they do it again. Cut off. Uh, yeah. No, no more favors, no more helping. And they will, okay. You know, we will do exclusive release. Be like, yeah, you know what? Uh, I just, I don't think, I don't think, uh, you know, I wouldn't go out of your way. Don't shut them off. Don't be nasty. It's not right. But don't go out of your way for it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, don't let, don't let someone just, you know, take advantage of you and then just, you know, use you and get away with it. You know, well, shut, shut, what, shut I, that story what I think, yeah. What I think I'm going to have to do, and this is not like punishment, but when it comes to prioritizing the booze we cover, I got to put this company towards the bottom. There's no, there's no way because there's yeah. people who are working with me to do this. And at some point, look, there's companies I have screwed because I didn't get to their booze in the past, right? That have done things. They've worked with us. They've been really good to us. And I feel I owe it to at least get to their booze and give them coverage. But if this is going to happen as if this is the model of behavior that's going to happen. It's going to change. Now, look, I'm going to be honest with you. Like Padron doesn't send me any press information. I'm covering the Padron booth. I mean, I, I, I'm sorry. It's just, but a smaller company where I have more of a one-on-one relationship, I got to look at, I got to look at the whole picture and Hey, if we have time to cover you, we'll cover you. Um, it's disappointing because I like what this company is doing and I like the person with this company a lot. So this is not a, there's no bad blood here. So at least from my point of view, so it's disappointing that, you know, especially because I kind of sat with this person and did it. That's kind of what hurt. I sat down and explained what you need to do, how to do this, how we should work. So I'm I'm glad I appreciate your answer. I think your answer is spot on as well. Yeah. And no, I'm not revealing it to the audience. I'm sorry. I want to be a little fair here because maybe something happened that I'm not aware of with that second scenario. So that, that's why in, in time it may come out, but not now. Yeah. I mean, just reading it off the surface, that'd be my, my thought process, you know, cause at the end of the day, yeah. what we do is still business, you know, people can, can view it any way yeah. they want, but you know, yeah. as much as what media media is business, it's a business relationship. Yeah. You know, we, work no. with, we have relationships with manufacturers. It's, it's a relationship. So, you know, if you're going to treat the relationship one way that you get what you, you, you get what you give. So yeah. that's the way yeah. I look at it, you know? Yep. Yeah. Like, for example, there's a manufacturer out there who, you know, I 
I politely critiqued that we covered on our last episode yep. and they took it the complete wrong way. Well, guess what? Uh, they get no coverage from me, um, you know, and because of the, because this situation is a little bit different because it was a little more extreme. So you're going to get what you give. So you gave me a nasty reaction. Yeah. You got your friends to try and gang up on me because I, as the media, I commented on what yeah. I saw. Well, guess what? In the future, not that I expect them to come to me for anything, but right. you know, I just, maybe I just won't even cover your booth at the show. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I just, you know, uh, maybe if you do turn around someday, like, oh, well, hey, like, yeah, we want to, I'll be like, that's great. Uh, go, you can go talk to William Cooper. You can go talk to Charlie Minato. I'm, I'm not interested. And I know how that sounds to some people, but yeah. you know what? When you're in my position or your position, uh, and we have to deal with these things, you know, it, you know, that's, yeah, it's business. Yeah. yeah, it's business. Now, there's some companies that don't do press release. It's like Pete, Pete Johnson, the new skip doesn't do it. We still cover their booths. Um, Correct. It, it has affected the amount of coverage I give them. <coughs> because, again, if, if my competitor is spending an hour crafting a story from the ground up, and for me to call someone 10 minutes after they publish it, right, and get the same info, it's disrespect to my competitor who spent the time getting that story. I, I don't like that, right? So I want to be respectful to them as well with that. So... You know, and that's been a problem with some companies that don't do press releases, and, and that's okay. But in this case, I felt like they came to me for a best practice and, and kind of bought into it. And then the first time, even said, we screwed up. So that's that. That's I appreciate the input. That's what I was looking for. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, my, my standpoint on whether you asked me or anyone asked me. Um. I just, you know, I just say it how it is, you know? Yeah. If I don't exactly. like you, if I don't like you, you know, I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to be an asshole about it and, right. unless it's very warranted. Yeah. But, you know, I'll be like, all right, well, I mean, you slighted me. So, you know, but I mean, look, I mean, some people might disagree with that, but I'm one of those people where, you know, I don't have time to waste on disrespect. You, know, you disrespect me. Uh, maybe I won't disrespect you back, but I won't give you the time of day. It's just how it is. There's plenty of manufacturers. There's plenty of people out there I could cover, the people I could work with. I'm going to give them my energy. I'm not going to waste my energy on someone. We, we have to. Like, you're going to see it at the trade show. That's it. It's very it cut and dry. a finite window of time you're going to have. It's, it's unbelievable. The, the window is finite. And the days are going to go fast, depending on the level of, like, you know, you sit down in a booth and have a cigar with someone, it, it eats up a good chunk of your day. It does. Very quickly. Yeah, and they hate doing that. So we, we've always done, for example, when we want to smoke with someone in the booth, we go to that booth at 430. I mean, perfect, per the the perfect example. Perfect just, just do the math, right? So, yeah, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. You have four days. Okay. There's how many booths? Like 150-ish, maybe. Yeah. All right. So you take 150 booths at the trade show, four days. Um, let's say you spend 30 minutes, you know, to an hour. Yep. Right at each booth, you're yep. not you're not covering every booth. No. So I had to expand my team. I had to expand my team for this exact reason. We couldn't do it. Right. So when you go into a Sorry, just got an important text message. Um, 
the uh, the be- it, it's tough because you have to try and maximize what you get on those four days, and yep. you have to try and budget your time. So, you know, even with you, like I know, I know, like I know the the scope of your operation going into this trade show. Even even with that team that you have, it's still hard to cover every booth and have enough time to get like everything you need out of them in four days. Yeah, yeah, and I know you. It's were it's hard. About appointment. Yeah, you were talking about appointments, right? Appointments can sometimes work against you if we're trying to do a large breadth because sometimes I know exactly what's at the booth already, and there's mm-hmm. not much I need to do. But if I schedule a 30 to 45 minute block, am I kind of hurting my time right now? So we're, we're going to be doing some multitasking where, you know, we're going to be splitting up. I mean, into two, two teams of two right now um, and do it that way. So we know we're going to be we're going to be doing some concurrent. Last year, like two years ago, Bear and I did 79 booths between us and we knew we couldn't go any further. Right. Without expanding the team. The goal is to get to about 100. And I'm hoping we're going to be adding video this year, so it may slow some things down too. But if we get to 100 this year, I'm happy. Yeah, I, I, I that's a good goal. Um, you know, I, for me, like I, we have smoking tobacco has a lot of appointments booked already, yep. um, as I'm sure you do as well. Uh, and the the appointments that we've booked have been. Uh, I don't want to say strategic, but you know, there we're we're definitely booking, we're definitely paying attention to who we book appointments with because of time management. Yeah. yeah. Um, if we have an appointment with you, it's because we know for sure we need to spend some time there, um, because it's going to be worth our time, it's going to be worth your time or whatever. Yeah. There are people who maybe we won't make appointments with, and it's not because you're not important. It just means that you know maybe. You know, maybe we, we don't feel we need that much time to cover what you have, which is not a bad thing. Um, if anything, it just it makes it easier for everyone. I don't want to waste your time if I don't have to and, and, and vice versa. You know what I mean? Um, if I feel like I can get in and out in a couple minutes, I can get all the, the footage I need, the photos I need, and the information written down to move on to the next guy. I, I still have everything I need. I'm going to report on your booth, but I don't need to take up 30, 45 minutes to an hour of your time. Um, and that, and that's valuable time for me, you know, time is, and and at the end of the day, time is money. So it's like the more time I spend at one booth, that's less time I get to spend either another booth or that's those minutes in the, the, the five booths I see like in two hours, I already lost maybe like two booths. I'm not even going to get to the whole four days. That's four booths that are gone. So you have to go into it with a game plan. Yeah. We, we, you absolutely do. You're ahead of the curve of where I was year, year one. So um, I learned a lot of hard. And then one year, Matt, 2017, I made a huge mistake. I went in under two brands. I went in a cigar coupe, but I was covering another brand when I was with Smooth Growers Radio out of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I should have never did that because I was pulled in too many directions. It threw off my whole schedule. And it was the worst trade coverage I did. And I had to fix it. I mean, it was just, it was the game plan. My game plan was not set up to do that. And I got off my game and the coverage suffered. There were photos I was missing, information I was missing. And I said, that can't happen again. 
Um, and then that's when I brought Bear in the year after, and we started working on much more structure going forward with this. Um, so it's very important. Yeah, the, the prep, like people think if you're just going there to wander around and get cigars, it's, you know, the, the, like we, we've had team calls and stuff like that. Uh, we have two new guys, like Ben's experience, Aaron Nielsen's newer, so I'm going to be kind of mentoring him this year. But Ben's mm-hmm. done trade shows longer than I have, so that's easier. So, I mean, but we still have to all coordinate, like, like, like how we're structuring all the content. Ben and I have been talking about this. We, we got to come up with a process with this. So, um, so I think we'll be, I think we'll be, I think we'll be fine with that. And if I don't hit a hundred booths, I don't hit a hundred booths. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, I've already, you know, accepted the reality that we won't hit every single booth. Um, you know, and I've, I'm even gone to the reality of, you know, as much as Nicole and I are, are planning to hit all the booths that we that we can get to together there is a possibility i would say maybe towards the end of the show where based on based on kind of how we strategize to hit certain booths at certain times and certain like our the way we like the way we scheduled our appointments too we're not just doing appointments all over the show we're trying to centralize our appointments into like the first half of the show and then the second half of the show I'm going to do other things. There is a possibility that, you know, Nicole and I even have to split up and she does something and I go to another booth just because, you know, maybe we fall behind. Maybe we're running out of time. Maybe it's like, all right, well, you know what? Like you, you go over there, talk to them. I'm going over here and I'm going to talk to them. And, you know, and, and, and we just kind of, we will bang out this whole road. Like it's, you know, it's a whole thing. It's involved. A lot of people, you know, they, they, you know, you tell me like, I'm going to a trade show and they're like, Oh, that's cool. But it's like, no, like I'm not there to like saunter around and be like, Oh, this is awesome. Like, no, like I'm going there to work. Like it's, it's a work day for me. So anyone who thinks I'm just going out there to like hang out or, you know, any of us like, no, it's a work day. Like it's going to be busy. Like I'm not going to be answering the phone. I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, like don't text me on the show floor. I won't answer. Yeah. So so I will say this right now. I'm watching it. So, so from like, you know, Saturday morning to Tuesday night, don't even call me. Don't call me. Don't text me. I won't, I, I, I I won't have time. I'm going to be so indisposed. The best is the manufacturers who decide to contact you that one time of the year to come to their booth. Like you couldn't get any press information from them, but hey, it was slow, and now you want coverage. That's, I mean, again, it, it has to be prioritized. I'm not going to ad lib do that, you know. Um, I'll say one thing that's interesting is so I'll tell you this story. That I'll name a name in this case. So Phil Zangi of Debonair Cigars, a uh, mm-hmm. longtime friend and supporter of the shows. Yeah, it's cool. Um, man. I, I went to his booth, and he was he was busy. He was very busy. So I said, hey, uh, no problem, Phil. Um, you know. Well, I'll catch you later. But what I did is I snapped all the photos. I had all the information on his cigars. And uh, I did an article. I did the Debonair Boots article, right? So he messages me like about a week later. He's like, Coop, you never come and see me. Like, what? I said, Phil, did you see that I covered your booth? He's like, no. And I said, hey. He's like, oh, thanks, man. He goes, I'm sorry I couldn't meet with you. I said, no, that's why, you know, we get the information. We gave you the coverage. I know you well enough where if I had to call you with a question, I can do that. So, it works out. It worked out really well in that case. So, I mean, that's that's what we do when people get busy. We, it doesn't mean we don't cover your booth unless we have to learn about you for the first time. That's a different story that could hurt it. Yeah, I agree. 
yeah. and, it's, and it's tough. You know, I know plenty of people who have said like, oh, people will say something like, oh, you didn't come to my booth or like, and it's like, well, you know, at the same time, this, this kind of goes with what we're saying. Well, there too. are people like, get butt hurt if you don't go to a booth too. Let me. And it's like, listen, it's not because I avoided you, but like I came and I still got the coverage. Maybe I didn't talk to you, but it's like, I still got the coverage. Or maybe you don't make it to a booth and it's like, listen, believe yeah. me, I wanted to come to your booth. There's so many booths there. I got to cover everyone. You know what I mean? And maybe it just didn't get to you. Uh, it, it's really hard to, 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 to give everyone the time of day yeah. and, and anyone who doesn't get it, it's not because you were snubbed. It's just because like the, this, this just so much, yeah. it, it's yeah. hard to get everybody. So there, there, there are several companies that I won't get to, uh, I'll get the photos, I'll get stuff, but I'll have questions. And when we, before we do the boost report, um, they'll be contacted. So I'm not worried about that, you know? You know, if I know them, I'll, I'll contact them. I'll get the questions. So I think the approach we've taken now at this, and I think the approach you're taking, this is it's kind of the way to do it. It's all a time management game um, because it's really only, I think you really only have about 25 hours total to cover these companies. So uh, it's seven, day, seven hours each day, the first three days, and then four hours the final day. So it's not a lot of time. Yeah. No, I, I agree. It's, it's, uh, it's hard. I mean, yeah, there's, there's after hours, you know, and there's, there's, there's time after hours too, when maybe you get to, you get to talk to someone, maybe it's not in the booth, maybe you still get to talk to them. Yeah. You can maybe make up some ground there. Yeah. Um, but you know, you just, yeah, you got to do the best you can. That's really, that's all I can say. You got to do the best you can. Yeah, just be I prepared. Agree. I agree. If you, if you're, if you're, if your game plan is like, well, we're just going to fly out there and we'll just, you know, just kind of sashay around and like, hey, Nick Perdomo, hey, how's it going? Oh, show me the new Amenso. All right, that's cool. Hey, let's go check out. Uh, let's go check out Tatawat. No, you need to go with like, you need to like. For us, it's like we have the we have the exhibit map where all the booths are, who's where, and it's like things are planned based on where things are. So it's like we're starting here, and we're gonna go this you're, way, this way, this even, way, this way. You're ahead of way. where I am, even. Yeah, uh, that's how Nicole and I have planned it. You know what I mean? And, and, and some people are probably out there like, "Oh, this is so anal." It's like, well, you know, maybe for you, but for me, it's like I'm gonna do the the best that I can, and and yeah. the best that I can is I I I make a science out of it, and I do the I yeah. do the the best quality that I can yeah. get. Uh, I don't just leave it up to chance. Uh, I know yeah. where everybody is. I know how big certain booths are. I know right. that those booths are gonna take more time than others. Um, I know that there's certain people that I, I need to make time with because either I know that there's something, you know, they have a lot of releases or, you know, if, whatever it is, there's, there's, there's a reason why I need to spend more time with someone versus someone else. It's not because anyone's like not as special. It's just, it, it's all about the amount of coverage that certain people have in your time management. Um, Speaking of, there's something else that I wanted to ask you about. It's kind of a little off topic. It's a little uh -huh. kind of out there. It's just kind of me just being like thinking about stuff too much. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. It might be an interesting topic. So this has come up before with other people that I've had conversations with. And it's not really something that's ever bothered me. But I just want to bring it up just because of the sake of conversation. I'm curious okay. how you feel. Let's talk about... And again, and I'm not knocking anyone when I say this, because again, it doesn't bother me. I think it's cool. Like I, I like presentation and packaging yeah. and all that, but cigars that have just too much on them, like bands, um, you know, like there's people out there who, who hate the secondary band or they, they have the, the main band, the secondary band, then there's a foot band. Um, and, and they don't like how there's all these bands all over it. They just want to like just smoke it. And like, I know Ed Sullivan, 
is a, is a, is an advocate of that. He he hates secondary bands, and le- God God forbid there's a third band. Like, oh, I'm gonna take off this one, and like I take off this mm-hmm. one. Um, you know, I know that's like a little pet peeve of people. I was curious how you felt about that, because um, I the reason why it even came to my mind is because I was looking at the Rocket Patel sixty that will be debuting at the show, and if you look at that cigar, I mean from from here all the way down is covered in bands. And I think it looks cool, but like I know those people out there who like that just annoys them <laughs> for whatever reason. Yeah. What is yeah. your stance on like all the cigars that have too many bands? Um, yeah, so I don't like unbanded cigars and I don't like footer only bands, right? So I okay. like having a way that um and I'll kind of show this. Um, this is kind of I'm smoking this, and everyone should see it. it's got the blue and white Asylum band, so people know I'm smoking a big time Tommy. So I like the fact that you can identify a cigar. Now I have seen some cigars with some massive bands on it, but there's ways you can be smart about it too. Like so, I think it looks it dresses the cigar really nice. Uh, case in point, the example I'll bring up is La Serena cigars. When they came out with the La Serena back about ten years ago, there was this big band that covered most of the cigar, right? So if you, when you took it off, the cigar became unbanded, right? I hated that, right? Because now it's, again, I like having the identity of what you're smoking. So what they did is that they actually got a feedback from a lot of people on that. They put a secondary band under it, right? And then you pull off the big band and it had a regular cigar ring around it, right? And people knew what you were smoking, right? And I think that's, that's a smart idea with it. So in the case of some of these cigars, I, I like the fact they're dressed up, um, but I think they should be easily removed and there should be still something on the cigar to help you identify what you smoke. I think it's important. I think it's important that you want people, if you're a manufacturer, you want, and you see someone else smoking a cigar, you want to know what they're smoking. So, yeah, that's but a I, good I get it. Yeah, yeah. So, I, but I also think the presentation really looks nice sometimes on a cigar. So if you dress it up with some, you know, with some tissue paper, or you know, a couple of extra bands, I, I'm okay with it. Once you get beyond, like, this, I think three bands are enough, though, right? So three is the absolute limit at that point, right? And here's the thing. You could, have a, uh, you could have a brand band. You could have a line band as your secondary band. But you may need that footer band to protect, to protect the footer. So, you know, it does protect the footer from Frank. So, Like, um, you were talking about the La Serena. There's another cigar that actually has that. Um, I'm sure you're aware of the Psycho 7. Where it has the, yeah. the prescription label like all the way around. Yep. Yep. But when you take that off, there is a there is a small you know standard small, band at the top. Exactly. That Same still deal. Still says Psycho Seven, um, which is interesting. I, I, I love that. Me, I love that. I love it. I think it looks cool. You know, yeah. especially like not only just like for me, but like in a retail shop. Like I know a lot of people like the, there's a long debate about this. I'm not I'm not starting this debate. But there's the like, oh, well, like, you know, the band doesn't, you know, you shouldn't buy a cigar based on how it looks, the presentation. Well, yeah, maybe so. But at the same time, there's a lot of people where that's, you know, you, you dress up the cigar and it catches your eye. And then you're like, oh, what's that? You know, yeah. presentation wise, when you see all those, you're like, oh, wow, what's this? And people just, oh, I gotta, that looks cool. Some people smoke it just because they're like, oh, I like that huge ass band on it. That looks so cool. It's a sale, you know what I mean. So it it, it it it's all in the marketing, and like I said, it doesn't bother me. I could care less. Like if it has a lot of bands, like I'll just take uh, them off. It doesn't annoy me. But I know there's yeah. people out there who <laughs> it bothers them. 
Uh, look, if I'm spending two hundred dollars on a box of cigars, I'd better present nice, in my opinion. So yeah, I mean that's like opinion. you know you look at you know like first of all like Perdomo like Nick Perdomo has great presentation. His boxes are nice. They have the shelf talkers in them. You know when you go into a store and you see them, yeah, and they're open and on display. That's a great presentation. Yeah. Um, and when you go to Perdomo in Miami, um, you know they they have um yep. the sample showroom. Yep. Um, which, you know, Nick explained to me, it was like, you know, cause they have a humidor where they sell stuff out of the store, but then they have a, the wall. Most people probably seen it. You know, Nick has posted pictures and, and done stuff in front of it, but there is a wall that has all of their boxes open with the shelf targets out all on display with the entire collection. Uh, that's a beautiful presentation. So yes, I think that that's cool and it, it's important too. Um, but you know, and you're right. When you spend certain amounts of money on certain cigars, yeah, they better present. Right. You, know, you get a box of Atabay, and it comes in the in the in the lacquered box with the push button right. latch, and it opens, and it's got the chrome logo with the, you know, there's people out there like, oh, it's a bunch of bullshit. It's like maybe so, but if you paid eight hundred dollars for that box, would you rather just come in like the the rough unfinished with the sticker on it, like some of the like yeah. a Sancho Panza? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. No, it's true, and and I've been long advocate that I hate mazos. The I hate craft paper bundles. Um, if if someone wanted to, if I think it's one of the best things, get rid of craft paper bundles. They they're terrible, right? Because they don't display well. Like like you could argue that a cigar box you can't see the cigars inside, but a craft paper bundle you can't see the cigars without ripping the whole bundle in a humidor. Um, yeah. And to me, I I don't know. I I hear all this. I I get that packaging costs money. I get the packaging delay stuff, but, but I can tell you, like I've seen, you know, look, Davidoff's a sponsor of mine. I don't like the craft paper bundles they put on a lot of their stuff. This is Davidoff. I mean, would you put a Rolex in a craft paper bundle? No, this is, that's kind of what Davidoff's position does. Right. So I don't think they should be doing that. Um, that's just my opinion. Um, on it doesn't mean their cigars aren't good. Their cigars could be fantastic, but to me, if I'm going to spend $300 on a, on a 25 Davidoff cigars, right. I, I want something I want something presentable on it. Not not a craft paper bundle with a stick. Like even like Liga Pravada, right? His his an interesting example. So like Liga has that kind of simple looking wooden box mm-hmm. brand undercrown too. Uh, you know, with the with the branded, you know, burned, you know, lettering and all that. And then it has the the stripe going down it too. Uh, looks very simplistic. But at the same time, it's a very interesting look because it's yeah. it's it's simple, but it's it just got this character to it where yeah. you're like, mm, that's nice. It's not like and it's just like yeah. You open the box, you open the, they're all in there. They have the ribbon yeah. on them, the label yeah. on the lid. It's yeah. I mean, like a number. What's a number nine um, Toro going for? What are those like 320, 350 for a box? Probably. Yeah. Actually, I actually no, I think they're even more. I think they'll maybe like 360 for a box of box of Toro Liga number nines. So yeah, not a cheap box. It does no. it's not a lacquered box, but it still has that character to it where it's like mm, this is nice. Yeah. But you know, like I said, uh if you're gonna do craft paper bundles, you there are other ways you could display them in a humidor. Like you could have trays made up and stuff like that, and you refill them that way. I don't have a problem with that. But if I'm taking something home as a consumer in general, I don't want to be taking home the craft. I'm not really a fan of. Uh, I, grew, I was just telling you we we're cleaning out my cigar room, and I have a ton of boxes. And, and you know what? I didn't throw out a lot of those boxes because they're works of art. 
And, you know, at some point I'll figure out what to do with them. So. Oh yeah, I agree. There's certain boxes where I'm like, I, I just feel that throwing it away. I feel like it's such a waste. Like I, uh, I finished a box at Atabe, uh, Delirios, the Robustos. And I wanted to save the box and I think it got thrown away. I'm not naming names, but, um, maybe people can figure that one out. And, uh, I, I, I have one like, of those, I have one of those canisters that beautiful glass canisters. Oh, I you can't them. throw them away. I, no, I, so I, I know someone who has one of the old, the Atabe jars. And when he was done with it, he has his dog treats in there. It's like, yeah, like maybe, yeah. Okay. Some people are like, Oh, what the hell? But it's either that or you could have thrown it away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he reused it and it looks nice in his yeah, kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, you're no, right. There works of art. Yeah. You don't want to throw it away. <laughs> you know, Southern Gerard did some melamine jars a few years ago and they were great. And they mm. sealed, they had a they had a vacuum seal on them. And they weren't expensive and they but they looked nice and you know, um the problem again with jars is you can't see them. That's my only but look, that's uh, that's something that's very nice, like an Atabay jar or you know a, a southern jar so I, I get that a paper bundle you rip it you're done you know it's I don't, yeah i don't know, know. What you mean. i don't get i don't get the appeal of it yeah it's it, it's it's one of those conversations that they feel like it gets brought up from time to time it's like well it doesn't matter about the packaging it doesn't matter about the, it, the cigars are yeah. good to smoke it it's like yeah exactly. i know the cigars it, are good but it's like that's where that's where the geek factor comes out yep you know what i mean like maybe yeah. to the average consumer they don't care but maybe it's because I, we're, you know what, Coop? You know what it is? We're too invested in cigars. Like for us, it has to be I, like, you know what I mean? Like the guy who goes in like once a month and gets like a bundle, he's like, I don't give a shit. But like to us, it's like, no. I, I, <laughs> I, too I, close. I, I lit up my Kirklots last year when he was still at Nat Chairman when they did the TAA cigar in a black paper bundle. And I went, this is not what a TAA cigar should be. They should not be in bundles. This is supposed to be the best of the best, and you need to bring your A game with packaging, or you shouldn't have a TAA cigar. He wasn't happy with me on that, I can tell you that. But but I had to say what I say. A TAA cigar should not be in a bundle. This is supposed to be an elite collection of cigars. Now I think I know why they did it because obviously they were winding down, and they wanted to get this cigar out. So I kind of understand now in the, in the grand scheme of things, but I didn't know that at the time. You're probably right on that because knowing Michael Herklotz. Uh, I, he, he, he's got too much style, not too much. Like it's bad. Like he's got a lot of style. He knows style. You know what I mean? Like for him to put it in a paper bundle, it's like, it's shocking, you know? Yeah. Michael Herklotz, I imagine, you know, beautiful box. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's him. Michael knows how to make stuff look good. You know what I mean? Uh, but you, you, you're probably right about that. That's probably what it is. And if if that's the answer, then it makes sense. I mean, why, why invest in, why invest in these? these nice boxes when like, it's not going to matter in a year anyway. Yeah. So yep. I, exactly. I, I do get it. Yeah. I get it. There was, and like I said, I didn't know that at the time. It was months later when they announced that we shut down the company. So I didn't know that at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Someone felt like an asshole. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just, I stand I'm by fun. it. I still, I still stand by it. They shouldn't have did the TAA cigar. That's I know. my opinion. Yeah. Save it. Uh, yeah. That was, yeah. It, it, it's, uh, yeah, the the whole uh, the packaging thing is look like I'll end it on. It doesn't bother me. I like good packaging. I appreciate it. Um, am I disappointed when I get something that's like just cellophane bundle? Yeah, but like I'm not gonna I, I do cry too. about I do it. Too. I'd rather like, have, but I'd rather have the. I still would rather have the cell. I believe. Do I do like boxes? 
also because, you know, maybe this doesn't apply for everyone, but I think you're in this boat too. Like I, you know, I have cabinets like that are meant for boxes. You know what I mean? I know not everyone has that. Like, I'm not trying to like brag, whatever. Like I obviously I'm very invested in cigars. So I I have a lot of them and I have a lot of storage for them, but I have cabinets. So I like to put my boxes in there organizational for display purposes. Like, I think it's nice. If you don't have that and you have just a box humidor, like obviously it doesn't matter because you can't put the box in there. Or if you have like a a cooler door, you can only put so many boxes in there. Um, I get that. So, but for me, like who have, I have bigger cabinets. Like I like them, you know, I I like to have them all in there, but at the end of the day, like I like, I I don't get like pissed, you know what I mean? If if I don't have it, but exactly. I know what you're saying. I don't think it bothers me as much, but like, I, I can appreciate your, your point of view on that. Uh, but anyway, I didn't mean to turn into a whole thing. I just, it was one thing that I noticed. See, this is what happens. Like I see one thing and it turns into this whole, but I noticed that. And I just, I was looking at it and I'm like, wow, like that, like the rocket Patel 60 looks really cool. Um, and I'm like, I I just like the presentation, like, I'm like, it's a lot of bands on it. And I'm like, but like, I don't care, whatever, but it looks really cool. And I just know that there's someone out there who's like, Oh, I gotta like, take the cigar and like peel them all off and then like like you know there's people moaning and groaning about it um yeah. and i feel like i i don't know i, I kind of was expecting you to be like oh, i can't stand that but um i know ed sullivan no. bothers ed sullivan because i remember like we would no, do the I... ash holes like and we do a cigar that had a secondary band he'd already be like i'm already dropping a point <laughs> this is another, there's too many bands oh, on can't... there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh... he hates secondary bands he's like i just need one band i just want to smoke and be done um or, uh, you know, even the people who, like, they light a cigar and they take the band off right away. And a lot of the times they rip the wrapper and then they complain, oh, the band yeah. ripped the wrapper. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. not for nothing. Yep. But, you know, the, the, the good practice is you smoke the cigar and when you, as you get closer, the glue softens and then you can take it off safely. Yep. Um, yep. Someone who's been very vocal about this has been Nick Perdomo who says the, the 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 way you smoke Perdomo cigars, the way he wants you to, is you smoke the cigar, and when you get close and it softens, then you can take the band off. Yep. They get it off at the beginning, like, you know, and I get it. Some people, like, what I will touch on, I know there's an exception to the rule where there's certain people who, like, I know this from personal experience, who maybe represent a brand, but they want to smoke something else. And they don't want to be seen smoking something else. So I get can, that. I, I totally I get, get that. that. I, I get that. You're right. Yeah. But yeah, that I, I, I understand that. Yeah. But if you're a guy who just sitting at home and you're just ripping the bands off and then you're complaining about it, it's like, well, I mean, yep. yep. Don't have to. Exactly. <sighs> See, this is what, this is how the conversation gets away from us. Uh, we get yep. all ripped out on packaging. Um, yep. Anyway, that's all I had in, in my list of notes for this show. Uh, in terms of me, um, yep. I, I don't know. I if had, you, you no, had I had my, I had my, those were my two things I had. So, uh, you had your grievances. Uh, <laughs> I had my, no, I had my, I had my scenario and yeah, I had my little grievances. <laughs> um, so now, I mean, the next step is we're getting ready for the show, um, which, uh, two, it's two weeks. We'll be, we'll already have been completed the first day of the trade show. So it is coming fast and furious right now. Two weeks from today. What time is it? 1029. Uh, so we'll already be off the trade show floor because it'll be 730 by then. Yeah, we'll be probably at dinner and then going to uh, the after hours social time. Yep. Yep. So yeah, yeah. it's coming. Yep. 
I mm. mean, I'm pretty excited. I'm going to have most of my team there, minus Dave, who's in Australia. Um, but so I'm pretty excited about that, you know, because it's the first time we'll all get together. Uh, we're all staying under one roof, so that will be fun. Um, and uh, we'll, yeah, I guess we'll probably be uploading videos by this time to this cloud or something. Yeah, it's uh, it's coming quick. And you know what? It's as we talked about, not to beat a dead horse. It's all in preparation, uh, and it, and we'll get all the information out to all of you. As it comes, we'll do the best we can to get it as fast as we yep. can and as accurate yeah. as we can. But um, yep, I think that's yeah, gonna. I'm spending a lot of time with this right now. Yeah, it's absolutely, it's a lot of work. But uh, I think uh, that's really gonna do it for for spare notes this week. Yeah, I think th I think that's all okay. we got. Um, this was this was a good episode. Um, I know that you uh, you had some things you wanted to to get off your chest, which is good. Yep. Um, I didn't really have anything bother me, but I had some interesting things I wanted to talk about that I didn't get to on the, the show yeah. this week. I mean, there'll be always a, a gripe and stuff. And uh, we, uh, yeah, so we have one more. I know we're doing, we have the Jukebox episode airing Monday, and then we're doing our virtual expo on Thursday. We, we have 13 manufacturers lined up for that. And that will be the last primetime show going into the trade show. Uh, I, I should have lied. There may be a second Jukebox episode coming before the trade show, so. I think we're going to do another one next week. We talked about so, so do we, and uh, so yeah, we got. And I know you have uh, you have a show coming up. We we're going to be doing our shows all the way through. So we don't we don't have a guest on for I think a month now. Um, we don't have anyone coming on next week or during PCA. We will be live from Las Vegas. I don't it, it, something might come up. Maybe we'll have someone with us. But as of right now, we don't have plans to have anyone on. Just kind of show coverage stuff, and then when we get back. I think we're just going to keep that as a post post game show. Um, and then I believe our first guest after that is going to be, uh, I want to say Terrence Riley, but I might be wrong. I know he's Terrence Riley will be coming on the smoking tobacco show. I think he is our technically our next guest. Uh, yes. Um, as, yeah. as we announced this week, the smoking tobacco show will be moving back to Thursdays um, yep. at seven PM Eastern. Uh, so our guest, our first guest will be Terrence Riley on July 22nd. So yeah, next few weeks, I, I didn't want to have anyone on cause it's, there's too many other things that are going to be happening. Um, yeah. so that's kind of where we're going to be with that. So, uh, that, that's really all I got. That's all I got. Um, unless there's anything else you want to say before we wrap up. I'm good. I'm good. All right, guys. Well, this has been another episode of the spare notes series between Matt Tobacco and William Cooper. And we will see you guys next time. Take care. Take care, everybody.